Listener discretion is always advised. You know, there's a lot of files. And when I say files, I mean the kind of files that uh, you hide. You hide from your wife. Yeah, you know, they could be the Twitter files. They could be all kind of files. Just make sure that whatever you do, that you do not come across the gray files. This is a Justice in the Peace original. This is a gray file episode. You heard me right. Sometimes there are files that you have to hide away from your friends, away from your wife, away from your kids, sometimes away from the people that follow you on the Twitterverse. These files are usually associated with pornography. <laughs> or they could be associated with some other shit that I don't know about. I don't know what you motherfuckers do. I have no idea. And most of the time, it's not my motherfucking business. But when it comes to a situation like this, um, where someone has put me up on some things that it is that I do not know about, I think that it is my job to make what it is that I don't know about your motherfucking business. Grandson, my guy, I keep broadcasting and podcasting at odd hours thinking that you gonna go to sleep. I know, that's what I want you to do. Go in the house and please go to sleep. Man, you know, I've been doing this podcast a while, grandson. I, I think I'm getting a little sensitive to you calling me an idiot, but I digress. Let me go ahead and get what it is that I didn't found off my motherfucking chest. And I know that your mind is in the gutter, motherfucker. Get it out right now. Now, this is a Great Files episode. Now, I told you that I have a friend who put me up on some shit. Well, a lot of topics that it is that I had no idea about. And right now, you know, we're going to dig into one of these, uh, these controversial, never heard before things because no one else is talking about them. So I think that it is my job to bring you some relief from the normal stress and intolerable shit that it is that you have to deal with in your life. I got a question for you. When's the last time you've been to Braxton County, West Virginia? Just got a question. When's the last time you were out there in Braxton County, West Virginia? Because out in Braxton County, West Virginia, they have a fucking monster. Yes. Listen to this, all right? This monster is called the Flatwoods Monster. Now, I don't know if the woods are actually flat out there, but the name would definitely indicate to people that this area on earth is a wooded area that is not steep, that it that does not have a very, very slivery decline because the woods are flat. And now we know that a motherfucking monster lives there. Let me read this shit to you. The Flatwoods Monster, also known as the Braxton County Monster. His nickname is motherfucking Braxy, 
or the Phantom of Flatwoods. Now, in West Virginia folklore, it is entirely reported to have been sighted in the town of Flatwoods in Braxton County, West Virginia, United States on September 12th, 1952. So that means this motherfucker is older than me and older than you put together. This is an old ass motherfucking monster been fucking people up forever. Anyway, now in September on the 12th, in the year of 1952, after a bright object crossed the night sky over 50 years later, some investigators have stated that they believed that the light was a meteor and that the creature was a barn owl perched in a tree with shadows making it, making it appear to be um, a large humanoid. But I don't believe that. I believe that there's actually a monster out there. Now, the history behind this shit is this at 7:15 on the same day September 12 1952 two brothers Edward and Fred May and their friend Tommy Heyer said that they saw a bright object cross the sky and land on the property of a local farmer G Bailey Fisher the boys went to the home of Kathleen May where they told their story May accompanied the three boys local children Neil Nunley and Ronnie Shaver and West Virginia National Guardsman Eugene Lemon. I wonder is he related to Don? Anyway, well, when they all went to the fisherman farm in an effort to locate whether it was what the boys had said they had seen, the group reached the top of the hill where Nunley said that they saw a pulsing red light. Lemon said that he aimed the flashlight in that direction and momentarily saw a tall man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by pointed hood-like shape. Now, this is written terribly, and I still have to read it, but the description's buried in an article for Fate Magazine. W what is Fate Magazine? Now, the description's varied in an article for Fate Magazine based on his tape-recorded interviews, UFO writer Gray Barker described the figure as approximately 10 feet tall with a round blood face, large pointed hood-like shape around the face, eye-like shapes with emitted greenish-orange light and a dark black or green body. So this is a multi-colored motherfucker or somebody with some bright-ass clothes on. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. But now... May described the figure of having a small, having small claw-like hands, clothing like folds, and a hell that resembled the ace of spades. According to the story, when the figure made a hissing sound, it's moving, and it glided towards the group, Lemon screamed and dropped his flashlight, causing the group to run away. The group said that they had smelled a pungent mist and 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 some later said that they were nauseated the local sheriff and deputy had been investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area they searched the site of the reported monster but saw heard wait they they but saw heard and smelling nothing according to barker's account the next day a lee stewart jr of braxton democrat of the Braxton Democrat claimed to have discovered skid marks in the field 
of an odd well, and an odd gummy deposit. This is really, really weird written. I do apologize. Now, they found this old gummy deposit, which were subsequently attributed by UFO enthusiast groups enthusiast groups as evidence of a saucer landing according to a former news editor Holt Brian Burn Brian I don't know how the fuck you say his name newspaper stories were carried throughout the country radio broadcasts were carried on large networks and hundreds of phone calls were received from all parts of the country the national press services rated the story as number 11 for the year a minister from brooklyn came to question the may family a pittsburgh paper sent a special reporter ufo and fortian writers like gray barker and ivan t sanderson arrived to investigate now the explanations to this shit varies after investigating the case in 2000 joe nickel of the committee for skeptical inquiry concluded that the bright light in the sky reported by the witnesses on september 12th was most likely a meteor that the pulsating red light was likely an aircraft navigation or hazard beacon and the creature described by witnesses closely resembled an owl Nichols suggested that witnesses perceptions were distorted by their heightened state of anxiety Nichols conclusions are shared by a number of other investigators including those of the air force so they said nope that didn't happen here you go men i bleed uh, uh, men in black flash like your memory motherfucker did none of that happen that was an owl that you saw take your ass back in the house and drink some sugar water go ahead and do that now the night of the september 12th sighting a meter had been observed across three states maryland pennsylvania and west virginia according to nickel three flashing red aircraft beacons were also visible from the area of these sightings which could account for the descriptions of the pulsating red light and red tint on the face of the supposed monster. Nickel concluded that the shape, movement, and sounds reported by the witnesses were also consistent with the silhouette, flight pattern, and call of a startled, startled barn owl perched on a tree limb, leading researchers to conclude that the foliage beneath the owl may have created the illusion of the lower portions of the creature, described as being a pleated green skirt. Researchers also concluded that the witness's inability to agree on whether the creature had arms, combined with May's report of having of it having small claw-like hands, which extended in front of it also matched the description of a barn owl with its talons gripping a tree branch. According to skeptic Ryan Hopped, even though local box, even though local boy Max Lockhart admitted that he had driven around the site hoping to see something in his Chevy truck, paranormal investigators concluded that the tracks, oily residue, and bits of rubbery substance had been left by the creature and not the truck. Hop explains nausea reported by some of the witnesses as a, as a symptom consistent with hysteria and overexertion. Now the legacy of the Flatwoods monster is this. Officials in Flatwood erected a welcome sign which designated the town as home of the green monster. The town also commemorates the legend of its annual Flatwoods Festival. Located in the town of Sutton, the Braxton County seat is the Flatwoods Monster 
a museum. I'm sorry. Which is dedicated to the legend, the Braxton County Convention and Visitors Bureau also built a series of five tall chairs in the shape of the monster to serve as landmarks and visitor attractions. The Bureau rewards visitors who photograph all five chairs in the free with free Braxton stickers. So here, stick that on your bumper, you silly motherfucker. Now, in 2013, West, a, a West Virginian rock singer, Argo Goolsby, that's a hell of a name, guy, he released a song called The Being, which referenced the Flatwoods Monster. The legend of the Flatwoods Monster has also inspired media beyond West Virginia. The video games Fallout 76 and Everybody's Golf 4 each contain references to the legend. The creature, the, the creature was the subject of a 2018 documentary, The Flatwoods Monster, A Legacy of Fear. Produced by Small Town Monsters, an indie production company documenting unusual events throughout America. In television, the second episode of the 2019 History Channel series, Project Blue Book, titled The Flatwoods Monster, is based on this exact incident. These files, they're confidential. They're closed. They're stacked and packed and put the fuck away to where you, you're not gonna find out. They not gonna see the light of day. They are all the way in the gray area. What can I tell you guys? The same thing that I tell these girls. I love you deeply. Just as much as I hate your motherfucking Don't say that. I know. I just be playing, grandson. God, let me I can't have no fun. Papa. What oh, what's up, my guy? What do you want me to do? Go say. That quick? I I was just telling them about the Flatwoods monster. I mean, there, there's some other shit that I saw that's I mean, okay. All right. I'll, I'll get out of here. You guys know what to do. Hit the like, rate, subscribe. Share the podcast if you care. Don't hurt nobody in the process of doing what the fuck it is that you know you got to do to get to where the fuck it is that you know you need to go. Don't fuck nobody over is all I be trying to say, man. It's Friday, and this is just one of the podcasts that it is that you will be receiving from me for free. <laughs> but still, it's all priceless. And I do thank you for listening to another episode of The Gray Files, The Flatwoods Monster. With that being said, take your motherfucking ass to work or take your ass to bed. Thank you for listening. This is Justice, and this is another Justice in the Peace podcast. Peace.